What is good, people? Welcome to the Across the Pond podcast. I'm your host, Mehmet, and today we've got a good episode coming up. Uh, first of all, we've got Christopher Bustamante joining us. He's a wide receiver. He played in college. He played in uh, the pro leagues, the spring league, and now he's signed another pro league contract with the Gunslingers for in San Antonio. Uh, they are going to be running in the Arena League, and this is just a stage for him to be able to, you know, put his work out there on show and uh, show everyone what he's about. Hopefully get some offers from maybe CFL teams as well, hopefully. Or maybe, you know, he's, he's been talking to me a little bit, maybe the XFL as well. Uh, so we're going to be joined by him. He's been on the podcast before. We did a whole interview, so you can go check that out. But yeah, he, he just joins me for 10 minutes. We just have a little chat. We talk and, you know, we talk about what's up. Uh, then we jump straight in. This is the next part of our podcast, which is with uh, my co-host, Sean. He's going to be co-hosting with me now. Uh, so it's his first time or second time actually uh, but he hasn't done one in a long while Uh, so you're going to have to give him time to adjust he's trying his best Um, so just give him time Uh, we talk football all all the time so once you you know once we start getting our confidence in there and he starts building his podcast and his talking confidence up a little bit you will enjoy it so just give it an episode or two and we'll be rolling. I really hope you enjoy this episode. I do have some great content coming out. Uh, I should be dropping that by uh, before the games, actually, this week, the conference championships. I'm going to be joined by a very awesome guest. He's a motivational speaker. He owns his own business. Uh, He is a man of many talents, speaking football uh, and motivating people. And his story will you just blow you out of the water his story is incredible the way he's turned his life around and managed to help others is awesome so you know let's get straight into the interview with christopher bustamante first uh, and then after that we're going to jump into the podcast and we'll talk a little bit about the nfl and what's been going on in our predictions um this was filmed on wednesday the 20th of january and this will obviously be out on thursday the 21st uh so yesterday philip rivers just retired from the nfl so if you want to you know realize why we're a little late on the news that's why but without further ado let's get straight into the podcast um well first let's actually get into the interview with christopher bustamante and then we'll get straight into our podcast thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for listening to the pod and i hope i'll see you in the next episode Okay, guys, welcome to the Across the Pond podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. We talked earlier in the year, last year, um, all the way from El Paso, Texas, Christopher Bunda, uh, Bustamante. Sorry, I always butcher your last name. Christopher <laughs> Bustamante, welcome to the show again. How are you doing? We've got some good news, right? Yeah, yeah, feels good, bro. Thanks for having me. No problem. Do you want to Do you wanna give the news out? Do you want to tell people what you're doing? Yeah, sure. So, um... About a month and a half ago, I got a call to come to San Antonio from an offensive coordinator, right? And um, it was like on the fly, like I had to leave that next day. So I got that call that next day. I took off to San Antonio. And basically the deal I was given was this team was already in their last couple of days of training camp. So they were already making their final cuts. They're down to, you know, their active roster. So mm-hmm. I had two days basically to show the owners of the team and the coaching staff that, you know, I could be a valuable asset to their team. Right. So I had two practices with them and they didn't let up, bro. You know what I'm saying? They threw me right in there with them. We started banging right away. 
you know, it was fully padded and we were hitting because they needed to see that, you know, I could take a hit, take the, run the ball, catch the ball, stuff like that. So it's two days straight of just like, it was like a game day, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> so anyways, long story short, after those two days, um, they had a week where they were going to get together and find out who they're cutting and stuff like that. And I didn't get a call, which is good news because if you did get that call, that means you're cut. So I didn't get cut, but I still had not been offered a contract. So then about a week later, I had another practice with them. That next day, I got the contract. They sent it to me. I got everything situated. And basically, I'm signed now to the San Antonio Gunslinger. So our season starts in March, and I will be playing with them uh, this coming March. So, yeah, so I'm officially signed. <laughs> yes, sir. That's the good news, man. Uh, I'm so excited as well. It's arena football, right? So yeah. You're going to be playing on a little bit of a smaller field. Yeah, a little bit different. My first time ever doing it as well, so. How, so did you play on the arena football field as practicing as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, like, this is my first time ever doing arena rules, arena mm. football, you know, having to get used to the condensed field, stuff like that. So at practice, we do have it, you know, like an arena style. So I'm getting adjusted to it. I mean, honestly, it's about the same. The only difference is a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the hits are coming because you don't got that much room, you know, to, you know, make a move and have more space. So kind of works in my favor because I'm a shitty guy. So that kind of helps me out a lot, too. But, uh, yeah, different style, but a lot more action and fun to watch for sure. Are they a new team, right? New organization. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a new team. It's a new team here in San Antonio. It's the only pro football team here in San Antonio now. Yeah, they, obviously we had like the XFL, was it? They had, a, yeah, they had their the pro XFL, team down there as well. Yeah. So now this is the only team in San Antonio. Yeah, now now we're exclusively the only uh, team representing the city of San Antonio. That's awesome, man. I'm so glad to be able to see you put on a jersey, put on some pads and play. And also, you can't run out of bounds as well, right? You're just always in the action. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> Are you excited for it? Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's, you know, it's a lot of, it's very different too, especially since we are the only pro football team representing the city of San Antonio you have all the media around us you know we'll be it will be on tv they'll have stations around us the podcast will be uh streaming the news everything you know all the media outlets will be out there to the games we just assigned our venue for uh where we'll be playing at tickets are now officially on sale and um they will be releasing the schedule in, in any couple of days now so so everything's getting put together, man. Coming this March is coming quick. So, you know, I'm very excited to get out there and, you know, just ball out, bro. You know, it's an exciting thing. Got your own jersey too, right? Excuse me? Got your own jersey too, right? Go buy the jerseys yeah. as well. That's what's up, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, so we have three alternate jerseys right now. So we got a blue one, we got a white one, and then we got a camo. So it's going to be mixed in between. We'll be wearing those for different games. Which is your which is your favorite to rep? You gotta have like a favorite one. I'm guessing yours might be like the camo or something. But yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> they actually they actually haven't released the camo one yet, but I okay. just from you know just yeah. So they haven't shown us the camo one, mm-hmm. but um, I could pretty much tell you the camo is probably gonna be my favorite for sure. <laughs> well, you still you're still around Texas, right? You're still gonna be around. You're yeah, still gonna yeah, be yeah, training yeah. with with Roberto as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Alberto right now is actually uh, Roberto. Uh, he's sending me the workouts uh, here. So I got my own uh, facility here, like gym that I'm working at and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I just hit him up and be like, hey, bro, this is what I got. This is all the equipment. So just tell me what I need to do. 
he sends them to me and I get it done, bro. So yeah, he's still rocking with me. We're still together and he's helping me out for sure. So let me just ask you, we talk a little bit about, you know, with the big hits coming in arena football, what are you going to do to adjust your body? Are you going to have a lot of rest days after a game? What are you thinking? Because it's a, it, obviously physical. You can't run out of bounds. You would get hit out of bounds yeah. or you get hit. What are you going to do to adjust your body to the, the playing style of the arena football? Well, it's two things, man. Right now, I'm working on putting on some weight, just an extra, like, 5, 10 pounds. Um, pretty easy with my nutrition plan and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's, that's, that'll be easy, putting on the weight just to absorb more of the hits. And then, two, uh, I'm just really enhancing my quickness, too, and my speed so that, you know, I could get out of my breaks and stuff quicker, you know, be able to make, you know, tacklers miss. And that's natural for me. So now that I'm just really focusing in on it, I'm going to be able to, you know, reach that new level and help me get there, you know what I'm saying? Are you? Uh, have you worked with your quarterback? Have you worked with anyone around the team? How do you feel about the whole situation of you going in there? Are you excited for the the team, the offense? Yeah, actually, I'm really excited. I've been working with the quarterbacks a lot lately. Actually, when I first got here, I mean, I wasn't. I hadn't even made the team yet. I hit up the quarterback and I was like, "Yo, David," at the time, because he was the one that was our starter at the time. Mm. He still is our number one QB right now. So I hit him up. Right after practice, I'll like, yo, get a couple rest of me. I want to start getting the timing down because I like to prepare, you know what I'm saying? So we started getting timing down, said after practice, got a couple of throws in. And then a new quarterback they brought in, which is Nate. Um, we, me and him got really close. He's from called the Washington. He's from Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's from Washington. He came in. I hit him up instantly, and we've been coming over here to this field right by where I'm staying at. We've just been getting our timing down. You know, we've been doing drills. We've been doing cryotherapy together. We Really, we've been doing a lot of stuff together. Just, you know, building that chemistry down and getting our timing down so that come game day, we're ready to go and to perform. What's the, uh, what is it like in arena football? Have you got any, how the fans, have you experienced anything sort of like fan, fan experiences? You got anyone reach out to you? How are you, uh, how are you finding it different to when you was playing in college? Uh, in college, man, it's how do I say? Like, it's more, you know, NCAA rules. You can't do a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, jersey signings are limited, stuff like that. Arena, I mean, it's pro. You know what I'm saying? You, I mean, you're getting paid to play this game. So, right. Um, it, I, besides that, it's kind of different. I mean, like I said, the fans here are amazing because we are the only, you know, team here representing the city of San Antonio. And, you know, the people here in San Antonio are ready for that. You know what I'm saying? They're ready for football here you know right. so you know we have a big uh supporting cast fans coming out to the games you know we have uh jersey signings giveaways giving out we've been doing a lot of uh giving back to the community and you know we're just getting a lot of good reactions and you know hype behind the team our commercials just aired on the playoff games for the buccaneers for the green bay packers stuff like that so media outlets are everywhere man and you know it's gonna be an exciting thing come march for sure but yeah it's fun so Tommy, you're working with these quarterbacks. Have you got a favorite route that you think you're gonna you're gonna hit people with during games? Have you got something like special up your sleeve, or are you are you still working in like fine tuning what you think's gonna get you the ball on game day? Right now, actually, so uh, they've been putting me a lot in the backfield. So right now, um, okay. I've been in the backfield a lot, and you know I've been getting a lot of my work there. And they do obviously have me going out in routes right now. I would say come uh, game day, a lot of the routes that we're going to be hitting, at least for me, that I've seen so far. I mean, it's still a work in progress, man. We're still getting our plays down. We're still adding a lot of stuff to the playbook and stuff like that. But, you know, for practice that I have done, I've done a lot of drag routes and took those for touchdowns so far. So, you know, 
short routes, but you get the ball quick in your hands and I'm able to do something with it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's going to be something to see for sure. The field is like 50 yards for arena football, right? Um, I believe it's 60, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly on the whole. Is that, I'm still is that including your end zones? Excuse me? Is yeah, that including, that's including both end zones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still learning the game too, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, when, when, once you once you get from we go from 11 man uh, to this real quick. You know what I'm saying? It's it's different. Just learning the rules real quick. I mean, there's not too many rule changes. It's just getting used to the size of the field mm-hmm. and the fast pace of the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I'm not used to the rules either. Is it seven men on the field for arena football? Eight. Eight Is it man. eight? So obviously yeah. everything a lot more condensed. You've got to sort of like actually work to get those yards you can't just you know yeah get them easy as well and someone yeah, gonna no, be like down your neck everything is yeah everything's really you get that ball man you gotta make people miss and you gotta make something happen with it for sure so what's going on with your you know you you talked a little bit about potentially getting some cfl workouts in and going with yeah. other, some other teams are you still going to look down that route is this going to be your platform oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This going is, forward yeah this is yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. So I'm like I said, I'm still talking to teams. The reason why I did go this route, um, like I said, the OC actually knew me um, from past from the spring league. I believe he right. saw me playing the spring league. He knew I played there, so he actually had never seen me play in person. So that's why he brought me down here, and he wanted to see what I got. But so he saw me from the spring league, brought me down here, and cool guy, man, really cool guy. And uh, I told him, I was like, look, I'll play for you. I'm ready to go, right? So after I got the contract, I talked to my agent. I looked at all my options and stuff like that. And, you know, I still had the CFL stuff on the line as far as talking to the teams and stuff like that. But I thought, hey, if you look at the rules from arena to the CFL, Mm -hmm. uh, they correlate very similar. You got the motion man and stuff like that. And CFL recruits like crazy out of arena. So I was like, hey, why don't I just get my film? You know what I'm saying? Ball out here. And then more, even more opportunities will open up, you know. And, you know, I have connections that I've been talking to as far as this game goes that are in the arena game. So, you know, I'm just kind of working my way up there. And, you know, I make the right moves for the timing that I'm in right now. Yeah, well, I know you've got your training soon. Obviously, you're working hard to get into the right position that you need to be. You're still developing your game, still learning the rules. But uh, before we let you go, I've got one more question for you. And I know this is going to be hard not to be too cocky because obviously you want to put your name out there, but (laughs) give the fans a little taste of what you might bring to that team. Have you got a prediction or a goal for how many touchdowns, how many yards, how many receptions you want to get in your first year playing arena football? Yeah. I mean, like I said, so like I said, trying to, you know, as humble as possible, you know what I'm saying? But, um, I mean, I'm going to be in here to bomb, man. It's a different game. It's a shorter field. You know, works a lot to it works. This game works a lot to my advantages as far as my quickness, my shiftiness, my speed. So, you know, going in pre-game, I have a goal, man. If they have me in the backfield, that's where I'm going to be starting at. You know, I'm trying to get at least three touchdowns a game, something like that. You know, I'm just trying to ball out for the team, bro. I'm trying to get my name out there, get my film, and you know, be productive. And you know, it's our first year, but I'm trying to get us to a championship our first year. And you know, I see the players that we have on our team. We have a good squad, man, to go against. You know, we're already ahead of the game as far as everyone else. Uh, we know we got our plays down. We've been in camp way longer than other people. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're prepared. We're ready to go. And, you know, I just – I feel like it's going to be a good season. You know what I'm saying? And we're just going to have to take it from there, man. You know what I'm saying? 
I like it. I like it. Tell, tell Gunslinger Nation something they might not know about you. Give them a little bit about you before you get going. Tell them one thing, one fact that they might not know. One fact. Well, for Gunslinger, everyone here in San Antonio, if you don't know, um, I do have my YouTube channel. So all my stuff that I will be posting on there, uh, as far as football-wise, will be on my channel. It's uh, CB3 underscore era. So, you know, that's my hobby when I'm not doing football. I'm editing and, you know, posting videos for you guys to watch and entertain. So, yeah. There we go. So any Gunslingers fans want to know sort of, are we going to see some like backstage videos maybe with some of the oh, players? Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, all my subscribers, all my fans, they're going to see all the behind the scenes footage. People that, you know, fans are ready to get to see. They'll see some in-practice stuff, you know, when the coaches allow me to do it and stuff <laughs> like that. So, yeah, they're going to get a whole lot of behind the scenes that you normally don't get to see. So make sure y'all go subscribe, man, for sure. Now, we appreciate you coming on here, talking a little bit about your experience. So proud that you've been able to get this opportunity. Hopefully, correlate that into the uh, yards, the receptions, and show everyone what you work for, and then hopefully get into the CFL and start progressing. We're so proud of you over here at the podcast, and uh, we can't wait to see what you do this year. And definitely got to catch some of your games, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, big things coming, bro. This is, uh, you know, this is just a little pit stop, but it's coming for sure. 100%. Thank you for coming on, Chris. All right, no problem. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Hello and welcome to the Across the Pond podcast. Today I'm joined with Sean. Sean is potentially going to be my co-host for a while on the podcast uh, side of things. Uh, Sean's a big NFL fan, just like everyone else is who listens to this podcast. So hopefully you can uh, welcome, welcome him onto the scene, welcome him into the uh, podcast environment. Uh, Sean, how are you doing? And uh, you ready to talk some football? Yeah, man, of course, man. Glad to be on, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm just ready to get into it, bro. So, uh, obviously, you're a big Miami Dolphins fan. So, anything Miami Dolphins, you're probably going to have an opinion on, correct? Yeah. Um, I'm a, if it is mentioned at any point, I'm going to try to keep it as unbiased as possible. But, yeah, I will have my opinion on it. Uh, one thing I'm going to ask you just before we get in, I just need a... Uh, one word, two words to sum it up. Is Tua going to be your quarterback going forward? I got three words for you. I don't know. I honestly <laughs> don't know. Um, I would like him to be. I feel like there was so much hype around it. Anyone who's a Dolphins fan knows that. Everyone's been wanting him. There's been a lot of questions about his rookie season, which I don't think was terrible. I feel like he he didn't do anything to make me be like, wow, this guy's amazing. I think he's got potential. So, obviously, there is some rumours of Deshaun Watson. And, I mean, if he opens up like to want to come to us, as he said he's, he's open to, then, I don't know, we might have to make that trade, but... Um, as far as Tua, um, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he just needs some time to develop, get some weapons around him. But I feel like he needs another shot. So maybe give him next season. And if not, then maybe move on. But yeah. Okay, well, you went a bit in depth there. I wasn't expecting the whole analysis, but I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that some other time. Make sure we... Uh... <laughs> get onto that and uh, have a discussion about it because there's a few interesting situations going on there down in Miami. But let's start off with 
our podcast. Let's go into our first topic today. Obviously, we've just had uh, the playoffs happening. We've just had uh, the divisional games. Um, but uh, we have some news we want to talk about first. So this is being recorded on a Wednesday, the 20th of January. So inauguration day over there in the US. We should be dropping this on the Thursday. So while we're recording this, Philip Rivers uh, has just retired. He has announced his retirement. Philip Rivers will obviously uh, be known for having many kids, uh, <laughs> known for being around the Chargers organization for many years, uh, and also known for not doing much in the playoffs. Let's talk a little bit about Philip Rivers. And I know, you know, this is an interesting subject to many people, uh, but Philip Rivers, is this guy a Hall of Famer for you? Um, what, what are we thinking? Is he going to go down in the Hall of Fame? Because he hasn't done anything in terms of Super Bowls. He has, you know, he's took his team to the playoffs a couple of times. He's got a few leading uh, records. I don't I, I don't think he actually leads any, any stat, but I know he's up there in the top, like, 10. But that's because that guy has been playing, like, forever. Do you, do you have him in the Hall of Fame, Sean? Are you... Are you going uh, with with him out of it? Because personally, I mean, I like him, and I guess if there was a Hall of Fame for like trash talk, I'd put him up there as a, you know, as a first ballot. But I mean, other than that, I don't really think Philip Rivers, other than the time he's been playing in the league, has really done much to deserve that Hall of Fame uh, status. Yourself? Um, so for me personally, I kind of struggle to define what a true Hall of Famer is. Because to me, he's been selected to, I think, eight Pro Bowls. And he's had some good seasons with the Chargers. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like he, you could argue him being in it. I think in terms of statistics, he's definitely... I feel like he has numbers that are worthy of the Hall of Fame. Um, 60,000 plus passing yards. Um, I feel like I feel like you could argue him to me. I never really thought, I kind of always assumed he kind of would be, but at the same time, I don't feel like he's done anything, as you said, on that playoff level to really ever amaze me. Uh, in terms of when I like comparing him to other quarterbacks, when I think about like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're Hall of Famers. I don't think he's on that level. So I think, yeah, you could say he's a Hall of Famer, but definitely not first ballot. I think you can make a case for him getting there eventually. But um, I think for me, he's like, he's on the borderline in that kind of gray area. But I feel like it's a personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but let's take a look at uh, his playoff record. Uh, he's been to the playoffs a couple of times, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009. Those were his dominant years as such. Then he went absent from the playoffs. His, last, uh, his next playoff game was in 2013. Then he was absent again, 2018. And then he was absent again. And then he comes back in 2020. So he's not really had a consecutive uh, amount of playoff games other than that 2006 to 2009 uh, little stretch he had. And even then, obviously, he wasn't able, he's never been able to take his team to the Super Bowl. And that's the big thing. Um, 
he's played for many seasons, right? And understandably, that's incredible. Uh, it's been 2006 to 2020, um, which is which is an accomplishment in itself versus, you know, him versus time. But I mean, uh, I like you said, it's that boundary between what do we class as being a Hall of Famer and what do we class as not being a Hall of Famer, right? It's yeah, like, I agree, man. It's like who, I mean, in terms of his time being in the league and, you know, the legacy he's put on the game, just in terms of everyone knows who he is, you know, everyone, you know, he's he's been a big quarterback. Then, yeah, I guess you could call him a Hall of Famer. He's He's impacted the game. But in terms of his playing ability and what he's been able to bring to the Chargers or the Colts, I would not put him in that position to be a Hall of Famer because he's not really done anything incredible. He's not really, you know, he's he's played well. He's had some good seasons. He's been a good character, but he's not been, you know, a competitor at the quarterback position who's been able to put your team in that, you know, big game moment. And for me, that's what defines a quarterback being the Hall of Fame. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely get what you mean. I feel like, it is one of those things, a quarterback, you're expected to sometimes carry that team. And when you've played for so long, like he has, like 17 years, it's a long time not to accomplish uh, even a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, so, yeah, I, I get what you mean. And I think it, it is it is like a sticky situation to define it, but yeah, I agree. Well, obviously, he's spent all his career with the Chargers. Then he decides he's going to go to Indianapolis. He's going to play for the Colts. He comes in, he loses to the Bills in his first playoff game. Obviously, wasn't that exciting in that game as well. He went uh, 46 uh, attempts, 27 completions. He had two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, still lost the game. Many people put it down to uh, mistakes made by him you know we were looking at that last drive and he just really didn't put them in the position to to get a field goal he did and then in the end he ended up throwing a, a fail Mary just threw it no I think it was short of the end zone anyway so even if it was caught, My guy, it he been, did not even reach the end zone. yeah like, it would have been it would have been just irrelevant it would have been a play that would have sort of been disappeared into his, the history books right yeah, like I was watching the game, obviously, and the broadcasters were speaking, oh, is this a situation where they might have to put Brissett in? And I think like this kind of, to me, like this just kind of damages, not really his legacy, but if you're questioning whether they have to bring in a, the backup quarterback, who is not good to make like a 50-odd 50, a 50 throw, like... Come speaks on, speaks volumes. Like, yeah, it does. It's just not. It's not good, man. You you expect more for someone that's gonna be considered on that level. So I, I don't think it's good, man. Yep. Just... Yeah, but saying that in in terms of in terms of what you're saying, I understand. But we look at the Saints and how the Saints have been playing, and lots of the deep balls and lots of the you know the sort of what what gets the Saints into the position to score uh, or actually to score touchdowns is they will purposely take Drew Brees off and they will put Taysom Hill in there. We saw it in 
the uh, divisional game against the Bucks, they put uh, Jamie's Winston in there to throw a deep bomb. And, you know, there's we, we look at it and we can see that, obviously, quarterbacks who are old aren't going to be able to throw the same deep balls as, you know, and as, as accurate as, you know, uh, younger quarterbacks. Um, but, I mean, in terms of who I would take over, you know, Drew Brees or Philip Rivers, obviously, I'd take Drew Brees as a quarterback. But, it, I mean, I think we all knew that, Philip Rivers' time as a quarterback was coming to an end. You know, he wasn't putting up the same amount of yards. He wasn't putting up the same amount of touchdowns. I think he was 10th with the amount of touchdowns he put up. Um, I mean, that was a, that's an okay stat to say he didn't really have anyone around him. But, I mean, we'll, we'll quickly go back to it and we'll just look at, is he a Hall of Famer in your opinion? I just need that one, that one word, that yes or no. In your opinion, if you're the you know if you're making the vote if you're choosing who's going to go in there is he that hall of famer for you is are you putting him in uh canton ohio or are you leaving him out um yeah i'll put him in but just not first ballot what, what i feel like there from for? the, the legacy uh yeah the legacy man like he's obviously he was a, a good a very good quarterback at times and he did he took them to the conference championship, I think, at one point. Uh, but he he's, he's been right? he's had some consistent. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's had some consistently good seasons. He's had some bad seasons, but from the amount of time he's played and maybe statistically what he's accomplished, then yeah, I'd put him in there. Yeah, no, I agree in terms of. I like you, like you said, obviously not a first ballot, right? He's not going to go up there with some of the greats. No, def- definitely not. He, I think he deserves to be in there in terms of the legacies left on the game, but I don't feel like he deserves to be there in terms of the, you know, the numbers he's put up, what he's done in the game. It's just sort of like the legacy he's left over the Chargers organization. You know, most people will never, you know, remember a different quarterback uh, with the Chargers. Some people, you know, people born... 2005 2006 you know it's pretty much all their life um most people don't even know drew Brees was the Chargers uh quarterback you know everyone just remembers philip rivers that's how long he's been been down there in uh with the Chargers in san diego through that that spell and then in uh, in la um so yeah i think i think we're both taking him as a hall of famer obviously not first ballot but just because of his legacy going on to a different quarterback who potentially could be retiring and we saw it in his uh, last game against the Bucks, obviously Drew Brees uh, lost to the Buccaneers in the divisional. Does that sort of like little walk off? He's blown kisses to the fans. He takes that one last look at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, which I mean could be his last look at it. You know, in terms of being a player in the pads and running off the field, do you feel like it's uh, time for Drew Brees to hang up the cleats, call it quits, or do you feel like he's got more in him? Do you think he should keep on going? Uh, for me personally, I think if he wanted to, he could definitely play. I feel like maybe mentally it's kind of played on him because in recent years, the Saints have had some some unlucky things happen to them in the playoffs, <laughs> like the Minnesota Miracle, the, the bullshit call, it. the LA, yeah, the pass interference and that. So I feel like, I feel like he... he He's almost been there. He's almost gotten him to that other suit. Like, he's already won a Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. it's not like he doesn't have a ring. It's not like he's Philip Rivers who doesn't, he hasn't won anything. But 
I feel like the Saints have been good consistently throughout the last couple of years, and I don't know. I feel like he, I feel like he might be hanging up his cleats because this just kind of period of just constantly getting close, getting close, and then just slipping off or something unlucky happening is kind of going to him. I think he definitely has the ability to play longer, but I think I think it's about time. It's about time to just hang it up. He's got a yeah. good legacy. One of the best ever. But, do, but does he so, really have it in him to keep playing? Because we look at the last so, two seasons and he's injured, right? He's he's had to be replaced by Taysom Hill. Uh, last year was uh, Bridgewater. And both those times he's been replaced due to injury, they've been big injuries. And the team has still managed to come first to their division. Let's remember without him, they've still managed to come first in the division and still look healthy, you know? Are we... Yeah, that's true. Maybe are we overlooking the ability of Sean Payton to game plan, scheme, maybe with a younger quarterback, someone who's got... Like, don't get me wrong, Drew Brees has got enough talent, right? Like, that guy is still a, you know, a great quarterback, but he's old, he's injury-prone. You know, maybe he's just lost his, you know, zip on the football... Maybe he's also losing a little bit of his love for the game, if you know what I mean. Obviously, he's not going to lose his passion. But, you know, one, like you said, they've had all those questionable calls. They had that questionable call. They had the Minnesota miracle. They lost in overtime to the Vikings. And, you know, that's three seasons, three seasons in a row. But they've gone to the playoffs. Everyone's thought they could make it to the Super Bowl in all those seasons. And they've lost. And it makes you look at it and go, you know, is this, you know, do, does this team need a new guy on the center, maybe someone with a bit more zip. And I feel like he might have lost his sort of love in terms of, man, I'm not getting where I want to be. You know, uh, you know, you think about Tom Brady, okay. He's still managed to go to Super Bowls. He's still managed to go to conference championships. He's going to his first ever NFC conference championship and his first year in the NFC. And, you know, he's obviously still going to have that love because he's still competing but once your team sort of gets kicked out of it you know three years in a row when you've been you you could have made the Super Bowl and you could have competed you probably start to lose a little bit of love and passion for the game you feel like you're sort of being cheated out of it you know what I mean maybe they need a new quarterback to to be in that team to sort of boost them to the next level that's no you know that's not diminishing what Drew Brees can bring to that city it's just saying you know they need someone who has a bit more passion to go out and win. Obviously he does, but you know, he might be a bit, you know, a bit hurt by some some uh incidents in the past. What what are you running with? Are you are you feeling like with a new quarterback, a healthy quarterback, someone potentially, I know it's a it's like a fantasy uh you know, a fantasy call if you want to spring like that because of the Saints cap space, but you know, if they can make something work, do you feel like Deshaun Watson would be a good fit in there? Potentially if someone who had, you know, a bit more energy, a bit more will to win, Deshaun Watson potentially could go there and, and put some life back into that Saints team, win a playoff game maybe? Uh, so, yeah, like actually the, the fact about you mentioning his actual physical ability to play um, is actually a good point. I didn't think about I was thinking more about his natural like talent like talent wise um and yeah that, that is a good point because i think the team around him is very good and it may be a question of 
is is he not necessarily part of the problem, but is a quarterback change going to be a good thing? And going into the point about uh, Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's towered as being like the football's Michael Jordan. And I think he's a very good quarterback. I definitely think um, if they could somehow make it work, he would fit very nicely there. Uh, they've got a good, amazing running back in Kamara. They've got some pretty, pretty decent receivers. Obviously, Michael Thomas is good, but he was injured. And Emmanuel Sanders. I think, I think, yeah, I think maybe, and yeah, good, good defense. Yeah, I feel like maybe yeah, a new, a new younger quarterback is what they need to be successful. I think they're a team that's gonna, they're gonna be around. The window isn't necessarily gonna close anytime soon. So I feel that if they can get that, that good younger quarterback, that they could potentially um, do something in the playoffs. I only think the big issue surrounding yeah. the Saints is obviously their their issue with the cap space being completely in the shit. And I think that has a potential to run down the team and run down their ability. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know who they're gonna get rid of. I don't know what, you know, space they're gonna make up, but they are in a bad situation there with their cap space. And that's why I think, you know, the call of making Deshaun Watson go down there is just a ridiculous one because I don't think it's even physically possible. I'm not, I, I don't think, I think it's, they would be, you know, too far. No, nah, like, space. yeah, no, nah, because next, not this upcoming season, but I know the next season he's due to make, I can't remember whether it was a, a, a big amount, like 30 to 50 million, like 35 to 50 million around that number. So yeah, there's no way they're making that shit work. Unless they get rid of like half the team, and even then, like that yeah, team's exactly, solid yeah. anyway. They're gonna have to make a few big adjustments, uh, which is going to be interesting to see for the Saints. Hopefully, they don't lose what they have. Um, but let's move off uh, and go on to a little weekend overview. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, playoffs. Let's talk about some games that we enjoyed. Uh, now, let's let's go over one game. I think was the best game of the AFC. I didn't really enjoy the Ravens-Bills game, but I did enjoy the Browns-Chiefs game. I think that was a very interesting game um, to watch, to be a part of. Obviously, Mahomes goes down in, what was it, the third quarter? And, you know, he's still questionable. You know, he did you see him, like, go down and his feet just, like, went underneath him? Like, he was standing up, tried to walk and just dropped. And, you know, Chad Henney comes in almost wins them the game and then everyone's like oh shit it's four from one and then they go for the play four from one managed to uh throw a little flat to Tyreek Hill he gets a first down Chiefs win Chiefs are in the uh AFC championship against the Bills but that was the best game for me I feel like it was so you know it, it never felt like either team was out of it I feel like if Mahomes stayed in you know the Chiefs would have carried on with their role you know how Mahomes is he plays like an absolute you know, an absolute beast. He just continues to throw the rock and just continues to pick up big yards. But without him, obviously, it was a different ball game. Was that your favorite game in the AFC? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think the the Ravens Bills game. It was kind of I, I always expected the Bills to win that game. And yeah. when you limit Lamar, there isn't there isn't in terms of rushing, there isn't much more that that offense brings. So. Yeah, like to me, yeah, the Browns Chiefs game was the best. It was quite, it was intense, 
as you said, I feel if Mahomes was in the game, it would never have gotten to that point. I think the Browns are a good team, don't get me wrong, but like it's the Chiefs in it. Like they're just they're just they're they're one of the best teams in the league. They're the the champions from last year. So what do you expect? But um yeah, man. It it was close. It was close. I feel like him going out definitely gave them that spark. Um but at the end of the day, they came through and they made the play and they're in the championship. Yeah, well, the Ravens-Bills game, go go to that really quickly. Um, obviously, the Bills winning that game. It was a tight game as well uh, for a little while. And then Lamar Jackson throws a 101-yard interception back to the house, uh, pick six by a guy who in the NFL draft when he was practicing catching balls, got a ball thrown at his head, didn't even realize the ball was being thrown towards him. And that guy goes <laughs> and takes Lamar Jackson's, uh, you know, end zone throw to a, to a pick six. And I think like you said, once you limit Lamar Jackson to uh, having to throw the ball, he's not able to run it. Once you sort of limit him on the ground, you really kind of just have the game in your hands, right? You think about when the Titans played them, and, I mean, the only thing really that killed them was just big yards uh, ran by Lamar. I mean, once you stop him running the ball, yeah, you might have like a little bit of threat in terms of him passing it, but it's not anything like crazy. It's, it's beatable. The Bills, you know, I think we were looking at the Bills and we were expecting them to just absolutely put up numbers, but they haven't uh, over the playoffs. They put up numbers to win. They just haven't put up the numbers that we thought we would see them put up, you know, 30, 40. Those were the numbers I was expecting for the Bills to put up. But I feel like with them going up against the Chiefs, that's going to be something where we will probably see... If Mahomes is back in, we'll, we'll see those big points. We'll see those those fight, that firing game. I'm thinking maybe around 27 points, you know, for at least the Chiefs, if Mahomes is it, you know? Um, For me... I don't. I feel like it can go one of two ways. I feel like it's gonna be a shootout, or it's gonna be fairly low scoring. So like maybe just getting into the twenties or something. Because I feel like both teams have very like high power offenses, explosive. And to be honest, I actually like Buffalo's defense better than um, the Chiefs. I do. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. Obviously, I think Mahomes is the superior quarterback. But, he could um, be out as well. It's a big issue. He could he could be out if if he's out. Then I don't think the Chiefs realistically have any chance of winning because, I mean, you got you got Chad Henney playing quarterback. This guy has not done anything in his career. So how are you going to expect the NFC, him to AFC championship? Oh yeah, but that's that's what that's like a quarter of football. Two quarters. Yeah, man. But like two quarter and a half, man. Yeah, but well, he had time. He had time to. Yeah, yeah. But let's think about this. We're talking about this as if he's done something. No, he had time not to fuck up. It's not like he really did much. He made a couple plays. I'm not gonna like take that away from him, but I, he didn't impress me. Let's say that. So, wait, did you, bro, what are you taught? Did you see that, that, 
interception. Yeah, no, that was that was woeful. That I I don't know where that was. That going. was a punt. You're like, come on, man. I know he don't. He's not a starter, <laughs> but you've been in the league that long. That is some shit. Like me or you would do in a, like no. I feel that was like really bad, but um, yeah, I feel like if if he's in, then the Chiefs have like have lost it. There's no chance. The only thing that I feel um, like the Chiefs sort to of... me, gone. Oh, and no, I was just gonna say, like to me, obviously the main kind of point of the Chiefs, like their their main advantage is their offense is and taking away Mahomes limit limits the offense so I, they're not going to be on anywhere near the same level in my opinion yeah but the only feel like, the only reason I feel like the Chiefs still have a chance in that game is just because of Andy Reid and his amazing ability just to scheme up offensive plays and regardless you know Chad Henney could be in there but I feel like even with that you've got so many targets I mean I guess it kind of puts the I've talked about this before. I know we've spoke about it before. You know, if Mahomes is in a different system or, you know, would he be as good? Uh, if, you know, if someone else was brought into the Chiefs system, would he be as good as Mahomes, you know? And I think this is a good time we can really test that out because if a quarterback can go into the AFC Championship as a backup with the Chiefs and still manage to put up good numbers and win that game, well, obviously we can see there that, the scheme and the system around Mahomes is just so elite that it's sort of, you know, there's there's no way you can fail sort of thing. So I feel like if Chad Henney goes in there and wins, then we sort of see that Mahomes has been put in a, is a very like privileged situation, very privileged quarterback to be put in such a good team with a good coach. Uh, I mean, I guess that's a discussion to see, like we could discuss that once it happens, if it does happen or not. But we're running into the Saints and Bucks game. Uh, I feel like that was the best game out of the NFC matchups. Obviously, we had the Rams versus Green Bay. Green Bay just sort of stomped over the Rams. I didn't even watch that game. Uh, I know it was quite close, but then all you know, Green Bay had like a what fifty-three yard touchdown, and then it was then it was lights out. Yeah, it was lights Rams had to play catch up, and Jared Goff isn't isn't playing isn't playing catch up with a Green Bay defense and a Green Bay offense. It's not, it's not happening. I mean, uh, side opinion: Jared Goff is washed. Oh, de- yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't think, I don't even really like ever think he was amazing or like even no, he was that good. To be honest, like, no, like he's not, he's not. I, I definitely don't think he's their quarterback of the future. I think that they may have to start exploring some options to replace him. But mm-hmm. he's not... I don't think he, he's a good quarterback. I think he is... He can do do the minimum or do what's kind of required, kind of like a, like a game manager. But I don't feel like he's got that ability to kind of just take over games, just be like a, a big game changer. Mm-hmm. But that's my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, unless, you know, out of... All of those quarterbacks, if you had to tell me, hey, you've got to, you know, choose one of those quarterbacks that you don't want to ever see play or you wouldn't have on your team out of Mayfield, Mahomes, uh, Lamar, Josh Allen, Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, I'd easily tell you that 
Jared Goff is the quarterback that I'd get rid of. I wouldn't want Jared Goff on my team. Out of all those quarterbacks, oh, even Lamar yeah, Jackson, and I'm not a huge Lamar Jackson fan after seeing his season this year and seeing him, you know, only win one playoff game. And I'd still take Jared Goff over Lamar Jackson. Um, that's it. But I mean, the go, the we'll run of that Green Bay Goff. game. You take uh, Goff after Jackson. I would take, take I'll take Goff over I, would, I wouldn't I wouldn't have Jared Goff. I would take I would take Lamar over Jared Goff. Oh, okay, right, yeah. I wouldn't take Jared Goff. He's old, you know, he hasn't really done much apart from taking them to a Super Bowl. Even then he played woeful in that Super Bowl as well. Um I mean it's nothing there's nothing really that tells me he would be a quarterback to win. Um but yeah, the Green Bay game. Green Bay stomped over the Rams. That Saints game was a good game, though. The battle of the two quarterbacks, you know, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, who was going to win? If Drew Brees wins, obviously, like we said earlier, he goes on to the next round. If he loses, then that could be his last ever game. It was a good game, in my opinion. It was down to the wire. Both teams, you know, made some plays. But at the end of the day, it was the Bucks defense just making an embarrassment of the Saints uh, offense with some huge plays. I think it was four turnovers by the Saints. You know, the Bucks defense played played uh, lights out. And obviously their offense just did what they needed to do once they got the ball, which was score a touchdown, which when your defense puts you on the 30-yard line, you know, it's not really that difficult. <laughs> it's 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 self-complimentary. Um, and you're watching that game, right? Yeah, I watched. I watched most of it. I feel like the um, the pick six really killed. Oh, I'm not sure. No, it wasn't a pick six. It wasn't a pick six. That they, guy got drilled. It was returned like <laughs> yeah, either three or something. Yeah, yeah. but um, I feel that kind of because I think they scored legit like the next play after. But yeah. I think that kind of killed um, the momentum of the, momentum Saints. the Saints. At the start, I thought like um, I thought that they would be the team to win. I think that the teams are very like close in terms of ability, but mm. I feel like that specifically that play, like for me, just shifted the momentum entirely. So, yeah, man. Well, the, the Saints could have had a, what was it, uh, another touchdown. Uh, they had that uh, return, which was a return to the house, and then that also got called back from a flag. And like I said, it, it, momentum just kept changing for that Saints team. And yeah, every time you have a turnover, you've true, got to yeah. come back out onto the field and you've got to you've got to pick it up. And they started to pick it up again. And what happened towards the end? Well, a fumble. Jared Cook fumbles the ball. And it's, you know, I feel like they had the ability to win it. They, you know, they swept the Bucks in the season. It comes to the playoffs and then the Bucks look like they've been the better team all year. You know, <laughs> it looked like, that, yeah. that team was not going to lose. If you look at the scoreline, it looked like that game was just a blowout. Obviously, it wasn't a blowout. If you watch the game, it was a lot of mistakes by uh, the offense of the Saints that just sort of killed themselves. They really shot themselves in the foot in that game. And I think that I think that is a good reason why we're saying, well, Drew Brees is like you know, he potentially could have lost it where, you know, you make four turnovers. Granted, some of them weren't his fault. Did he have, what was it? He had that one interception. Did he have another interception? I think, um, I, can't. I think he got, I well, think he got two, but there was that uh, fumble by um, Jared, uh, not Jared Goff, uh, Jared Cook, is it? Jared Cook, yeah. Um, yeah, Cook. And so I think, I think uh, Drew Brees had, a couple of interceptions on that game. It's either that, definitely one, obviously. 
Uh, I'm not sure if it was uh, he threw another one, but yeah, maybe that game sort of shows. Uh, that. Had, yeah, Breeze had um, three interceptions. That it game. was three, right? Okay, I, I was wondering yeah, where, the, where the other one come from. Three interceptions. Maybe that is a sign that Drew Breeze maybe isn't, you know, cut out to to play. I know that could be a bit of a harsh statement, but he comes back from that injury and he doesn't really do much. They do enough to seal out the season. He goes into the playoffs, barely beats the Chicago Bears. You know, like the Chicago Bears are ass, and they still, you know, had a had a fairly <laughs> close game. And then obviously he goes and loses to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Bucs versus the we we discussed the championship, AFC Championship. Let's discuss the NFC Championship. Bucks versus the the uh, Green Bay Packers. Who are we taking? I'm taking. I know who you're gonna. I'm say. taking. Ah, I don't know. I know who you. I know. I know. In the end, you're gonna say the Green Bay Packers. I know you're gonna say the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say my guy Aaron Rodgers, man. But I think about it, and I feel that Tampa has on the offensive side does maybe have more playmakers. Um, the Packers obviously have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Both very good players, and Aaron of course, Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I feel some of the players that have like joined the Bucks, not necessarily washed, but players that have declined in production. I feel like Fournette and Gronkowski, obviously, and Antonio Brown. I think they some of these are kind of maybe past their prime. But I still think that they do have a lot of good players, and I think it's going to be a very good matchup between him and Brady, both very good quarterbacks. And obviously, the first time that they're facing off in the playoffs, so I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but I don't agree with you on terms of who's going to win. Now, if you'd have said the Saints versus Green Bay, I would have put my money on Green Bay going to the. Uh, go into the Super Bowl. That's that simple. But now that you put the books in there, I'm I'm a bit hesitant. Now the only reason I'm hesitant towards you know going for Green Bay is because I the you know you know probably you probably know the reason why. Uh and you know being a being a Patriots fan for so long and just watching Brady just work in playoff games, there's something about it where, you know, no matter who you put him up against, you can't rule Tom Brady out, right? Like, it's one of those things where if you have him on your team, even if you've got, like, a dog shit offense and, you know, you know things aren't working right, like, I feel like you just can't rule him out. And there's something in this game where when you've got him versus Rodgers on a big stage playoff game I feel like that's going to just absolutely elevate his game and once he elevates his game obviously he elevates everyone around him you know even that offense defense special teams because you now feel like once your main leader the main guy in your team is elevated everyone else sort of feels that momentum right and I feel like it's such a big game for him to go prove himself because this season really was hey I'm going to prove who I am to the New England Patriots, the organization. This is why you should have paid me. This is why you should have kept me around. 
you know, this is why you should have built a team around me because I can still take a team to the Super Bowl, you know, if you put the right people around me, you know, and I feel like this is a statement and I feel like we'll see a better Tom Brady uh, than we than we have in, in the past. I feel like we'll see a guy who's going to come out there, who's ready to play. And I love Aaron Rodgers and what they've been able to do in Lambeau Field. And, you know, it, it's going to be a cold game. It's going to be, uh, you know, playoff weather, playoff intensity. And I feel like at the end of the day, the person who's going to come out on top is, just Tom, is, is Tom Brady, the guy who's been doing it year after year. You know, he is going to go to an NFC championship, his first NFC championship in his first year in the NFC. And I just feel like he, he has a chance to win it. And it's just because once you watch him play, obviously you watched him play uh, a lot when when you play in a, when watching Miami versus Patriots games. And you know, once he sort of flicks that switch, it can be a different ball game. And I feel like that's just something he's going to do once he once he steps onto that field against against Green Bay. And I'm I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be the first ever team in history to play in their own stadium in the Super Bowl. I'm taking them to be their first ever team to do that. And who's the play, who's the player who would take them like take a team to that stage? It has to be Tom Brady, right? It has to be the only guy who's sort of broke every single record there is, uh, and you know made multiple milestones. I'm I'm taking the books in it. I actually had them in my prediction, but I didn't think it would come true. I felt like the books would fall short in potentially one or two games, but I had the books meeting the Green Bay Packers in the divisional uh obviously the Seahawks didn't win so that's bullshit so it didn't it didn't go there otherwise we already had this game um but I'm taking them I'm taking the books with it but not easily if you understand what I mean not easily it doesn't it, you can't disregard Aaron Rodgers at the same time right yeah you know what I was actually thinking about the about the um them playing at home. I was thinking that that's that's low-key kind of unfair. I mean, I know there's not really going to be... A crowd, um, yeah. A, a crowd. I don't... Are they... I'm pretty sure because it's in Florida, they allow some people. There's going to be some fans. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, probably not enough to like... For there to be a huge disadvantage. But um, to your point about Brady, I definitely think, as you said, I've watched him for years. I know he can be a scary guy to play against. But in my opinion, I feel like over the last couple of years, especially when when they went to the Super Bowl, even I think largely kind of hinged on their defense on them. When, oh shit! <laughs> okay, so Sean Stark decided he was going to have input on who was going to win this game between the Green Bay Packers and the Bucks, and obviously he had an opinion himself. Uh, but Sean, carry on what you say and ignore the dog, ignore what happened. Carry on, bro. Yeah, yeah, my bad. But um, as I was saying, I feel even in the Super Bowl, I start to I started to see his regression, and then obviously last year, going out in the first round, I I do think Brady isn't that player he once was, but I still feel like he does have that ability. So. I'm not counting out the Bucks. I'm not. I just feel after like the season Rodgers has had, especially with I think you could say it, I think he has less weapons to an extent. But um, I think this is kind of like a big a big legacy game because 
obviously this is two two quarterbacks that have been compared a lot in terms of their ability. Obviously, Brady's a lot more successful, more records and stuff, but some of there has been debates on the ability between them. But I feel I feel like Rodgers is gonna do it. I still feel like he can make those those plays, those magical plays. I still think he's more more consistent play uh, compared to Brady, who I think is slowing down. I think Rodgers can still do the things he could do five years ago, ten years ago. It was like, so I think he is going to come out on top. Okay, well, say Tom Brady comes out on top. Say Tom Brady wins. He beats Aaron Rodgers. He goes to yeah. the Super Bowl. He wins in the Super Bowl. He gets his seventh ring against either the Bills or the Chiefs. Whoever he would win against there would be a tough opponent to beat. He gets his seventh ring. Does that cement him as the greatest, hands down, no debate, quarterback to ever play the game? Because in my opinion, you win seven Super Bowls or the whole talk's been about, or is, is it been Bill Belichick? Has it been Bill Belichick? Or it's all, you know, has it been just because he's been with the Patriots? Now he goes to the NFC in the tough year as well, COVID, the whole COVID going on, you know, he goes to the NFC. He's how old now? 45, 46, whatever. He goes his first year. He beats everyone in the NFC, beats the AFC champions and wins the Super Bowl. Does that cement his legacy as the best to ever play the game? Uh, probably, man. Probably. I feel, how is it, how I is think it not probably? It has kind of... No, because the thing is, he's been on a good team. And you can say, like, oh, well, it's just better check his Brady, it's all that. We see, like, New England didn't do good this year. There is obviously, there's more factors going into that than just a quarterback. But he's never really been on a bad team. Like, this Bucks team has been built for him. Like, players came because of him. They were already a good team. They went 7-9 and nine last season with Winston. I think just adding him, and I've talked to you about this before, just adding him would have instantly given them an extra two wins at least, make two, three wins. That could have been so nine and seven, ten and six. And adding those extra pieces around him, I feel we, in a year especially where I feel like the the NFC is a lot weaker than um, the AFC. Like you've seen, obviously, players like, AFC, the NFC East, which was just terrible. They had like a, I can't remember, seven and nine team or something get win the division. So I think, I think Grady, like you can't argue his greatness. He is up there. And I think winning the seventh, at the end of the day, he's going to have to go up against uh, the Bills or the Chiefs if he does get to that point. So yeah, like, I think if he wins a seven, you can't really argue against it. Going back to your point on he's never really been on a bad team, do you feel like, number one, the reason is he's never been on a bad team because he's been there and he's been able to make the team around him a lot better? And also, you say that and you go, well, six Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls if he wins this one. There's no team really that goes to a Super Bowl and never mind wins a Super Bowl that is a bad team. You'll always see that team as a good team. You know, it's not like, if someone wins the Super Bowl, you see them as the best team of that year. Even if their team wasn't that good, they just had some good games, they had some good play, whatever. You still see them as a better, like a good team. Him being on that team, being able to take them to the playoffs every year, he leaves, they don't go to the playoffs. 
is it because he's on that team that makes it a good team? Do you know what I mean? If he's not there, they don't go. When he was injured, 2008, they didn't go. When he's not been in, he left, they haven't gone. So could it be, you say that, but also at the same time, could it be just because Tom Brady has been there, you class that as a good team? Especially in New England where yeah, you you, th- you go back to like, when they won the C- against the Seahawks, against the Falcons, against the Rams, uh, when they played the Eagles. The only real playmakers they had, we could say Rob Gronkowski, which the New England Patriots, they made him. Julian Edelman, they made him as well. Uh, and I mean, really, going back to like wide receivers and team built around him, he's never really had a star running back. You know, uh, we think maybe Deion Lewis. Well, Deion Lewis went to the, was it the Titans? Didn't really play that well. Uh, the Gareth uh, LeBlunt, he yeah. was a good, he was a good running back. LeBlunt, he was good. Yeah, but yeah. he went to the Eagles, and since then, I think he's retired now, isn't he? I think he, I think he hung up his cleats the other oh, week, or whatever. Yeah, I think. probably. Um, I mean, you talk about two, like people around him, and they're not really elite players. It's not like. They're all pro bowlers, you know. It's just it feels like Tom Brady has made that team in New England, and that's why we consider it good. And then also he made that team uh, in Tampa around, and that's why we consider it good as well. I feel like if he wins the seventh Super Bowl, it's unarguable that he is the best quarterback to ever play. Yeah, to me, I feel like his his career in terms of quarterbacks is already cemented as the best. I feel like no one's gonna match him on that level or if not then not for a long time um but to speak on your point i kind of agree with what you mean he made he made players around him good but at the same time i think that the patriots consistently had a good defense the the season he that they didn't make it in like 2008 it's not as if they did bad they still went 10 and 6 they just missed out um but I feel like the Patriots have been the organization that from that time they kind of they won their first Super Bowl, had Belichick, emergence of Brady. They've been they've been that franchise that people wanted to play for in a sense. Um they had that dynasty. And I feel you can't look at a Patriots team in that time and be like, oh, they're they're bad. Like they're a bad team. Like even without Brady, like oh, they're a bad team. I think the last year, like last year, with Brady, I could I could tell as I said that earlier in the Super Bowl, I could tell something wasn't right. And then last year, to me, kind of like really exposed it that okay, there is something's not right. And I definitely think Brady made them better than Belichick in that debate. I think Brady was definitely the, the main factor of that. Um, but yeah, man, I feel, yeah, if he wins, then fair enough. I can't really argue against it. Like, he's got seven. Um, no one's going to get that anytime soon. So, yeah, man, like, he's the best, I guess. Uh, we'll jump to our last our last little, uh, last little bit before we finish it. Call it quits. Uh, I want to go back to the Cleveland Browns who obviously went from last year not being in the playoffs, the year before not being in the playoffs, the year before not being in the playoffs, the year before not being in the playoffs, to now going into the playoffs, going to the divisional and just coming short against the 
Kansas City Chiefs, arguably one of the best teams in football right now. Uh, I talked about it at the start of the season. I actually spoke a lot about the Cleveland Browns at the start of the season. And I was saying that this Browns team, I feel like if they can, you know, with Kevin Stefanski, if they can work with him, if OBJ stays out of being injured and that defense makes a few improvements and Baker Mayfield actually steps up his game, that this team could be contenders. And they did. Um, do you feel like they are going to be contenders next year again? Or do you feel like this was like a, a little fluke? Because personally, I feel like with a few additions to that team, we could see a much better Cleveland Browns squad. If they come in with the same, you know, like momentum, the same, uh, I guess, if you want to call it, what's the word? The same sort, yeah, like, like, like momentum, the same sort of like energy as they did this year, like still feel like they're underdogs, still feel like they've got a lot more to prove. I feel like that team can be contenders again, not for the Super Bowl, but I feel like they will be contenders, you know, to come into the playoffs, make a few upsets and try grind out to that AFC championship. Are you are you with me on that sort of idea? Or do you feel like the Cleveland Browns are, are going to go back to old Cleveland ways after this season? Man, I don't know. It's hard to predict because that's just a that's a cursed franchise, bro. Like they it's almost got broken, this year they make it in. Yeah, like it's been broken. I think Mayfield is like a, a good quarterback. I don't think he's Great. elite, but I think at the end of the day, if Jared Goff can take a team to the Super Bowl. I don't see why Mayfield couldn't. And I do think they are a good team. They do have pieces. I think if they do add to it, they can definitely make some noise. I think over the next couple of years, they're definitely going to be a team that should be consistently kind of making the playoffs. I feel now that certain teams, I feel are going to kind of fall off a little bit. Personally, I think teams like maybe like the Colts are going to kind of regress a bit. I think that Cleveland should be consistently making it. So, I think if talking about making the playoffs, then yeah, I definitely think they'll be the next year. But um, when talking about making a further push, I don't know. I think they can make it to the championship. I don't see them getting to the Super Bowl. What, next year? You feel and like the Cleveland Browns could make the championship next year? Yeah, definitely. Well, next year. Next year, one mm. season away. They could. I mean, if stuff had gone differently on Sunday, um, they would they, they would have been in it. Like imagine if it had happened at the start of the game, they would they would have been in the championship. So you never know what can happen. I think that there are especially the Bills and the Chiefs, I think they are both better teams than the Browns all the way around. Um, I think that they can definitely, they do have a competitive roster and it's not full of loads of old guys. So yeah, I think they'll be around definitely, man. Um, next year, I think it'd probably be something similar, like a second round out, but I wouldn't play it past them to get to the championship. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I mean, I agree. I feel like this team has has it in them to be better. We saw 
with this whole COVID situation, people stepping up. Uh, I heard that there was people in the Steelers game, people playing, you know, where they had to introduce themselves in the locker room to all of the players, you know, hey, my name's Blah. This is the position I play because loads of people had to step up and that shows that that team has that next man up mentality and that they're willing to do what it takes to win. And that's such a big, a big thing for them. They have what it takes. They have the ability to step up. They have the ability to, to work. And with Kevin Stefanski, hopefully they can make a few additions on defense because defense has been a big issue for them. I feel like if they make a few, and if OBJ stays healthy as well, that this team definitely, like you said, could be, you know. Yeah, but are they a better team with him or revolting, though? With OBJ? Yeah, I'm not saying, like, he's bad, but I'm saying, do you think they're better with him or they're without better him? With him? They're better with him. They're, they're way better with him. It's just, I feel like he's never really had that. His last season, he was injured, wasn't he? He had that uh, leg injury. The season after this season, he comes in, plays some great games, has some amazing stats. Uh, but then, and then after that, he he gets injured. There's no way, in my opinion, that they them without him are better. They're they're 100 better with well, him. Well, yeah, I don't. I think they're different without him. Not yeah, the, they they play different. Better, but it's, yeah, it's a different dynamic, but. But with I don't him, know, I, I swear this man has been injured like the last three years or something, bro. He always gets injured. He needs to take a... He, I guess it's maybe better that he didn't play through injury this year and he sat out very early. because Well, he had that season-ending injury, didn't he? So, obviously, that made him sit yeah. out. But the year before, he decided he was going to play through injury. And hopefully, with him being able to be on a team that compete, we'll probably see the best OBJ. Because when he was with the Giants... There was no competition there. You know, I mean, I guess the uh, AFC yeah. is shit, but we all knew that they weren't going to go into the playoffs and do anything spectacular. So maybe now yeah, he has a bit more motive. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. Hopefully next year, the, the COVID kind of, that sort of thing is kind of blown over at that point. Um and I think it'll be interesting to see a full season. Obviously, we didn't have um, like full training camps and stuff, so um, rookies didn't have as much time to kind of like progress and stuff. So I feel, event. yeah, just got thrown into the fire. So I feel next year it's going to be a better understanding of what teams may have. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the Browns are going to stay competitive in the next couple of years. If they just continue to build, they, there isn't a reason why they shouldn't be there. Like, I'm not going to lie, though. I did think throughout the season, the Browns were kind of, uh, I don't know what word to describe them, but kind of like a, a fate, like poses, basically. Because when looking at some of their stat lines, they got a lot of wins against teams you wouldn't regard as being that good or had, like, no quarterbacks or, you know, like, COVID-related issues. And then they got battered by some of the better teams in the league. And to that same point, I think Pittsburgh was similar to that. So I'm not surprised they beat Pittsburgh. Mm. But it was a bit of a shock considering they almost beat them the week before with a, a backup QB. So 
it's kind of a weird one. It's a weird yeah. situation in the in the north, but it'll be interesting to see. See how it plays out. Yeah, man. Uh, I I agree. I agree what you're saying. But um, yeah, we'll get into that. That's coming towards the end of the podcast. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, doing this, Sean. Hopefully you will be back for another episode, and uh, maybe yeah, man, a dog, definitely. maybe a dog will be in it too. Is that is that a guarantee? Yeah. <laughs> and um, um, I think yeah. By the next time we we on the next episode, we'll know who will be in the Super Bowl. And uh, the next discussion really is who's going to be the MVP, which I think is obvious. I think we know who that's going to be. But I know you've got some strong words on who you think should be the defensive player of the year. So it'll be interesting to see who actually gets that award. I can't wait uh, to talk about that. I know you've been waiting. I know you've been waiting because I know... know, I've been been waiting for this, man. It's not been confirmed yet, so don't... I ain't going to say who, but if they... I know if they hold my guy in, though... I'm going to have some words next episode, trust me. All right. All right. Well, I'll be waiting for it. I'll be waiting for it. I want to see. And uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll battle it. I'll find something that, that battles your statement. I got you on that one, okay? So you're going to have to prove it to everyone. Uh, this defensive player who uh, you think should be the defensive player of the year will be, uh, you know, deserves that award. I mean, it, is uh, he going to get I'm it? I don't know. With, with stats. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm going to prove it to you. Where he's going to get, I don't know, but I'm going to I'm gonna make my case. That's what I'm going to say, man. No way. No way. Well, appreciate you coming on. Been some good talks. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll have some good conference championships games. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, let's roll on the next uh, the next uh, playoff games and, you know, let's let's have a good let's have a good couple of uh, playoffs playoff matchups thank you so much for listening to my podcast i really hope you enjoyed it i really hope you enjoyed the talk we had and the talk with christopher bustamante once again thank you for christopher for coming on quite short notice and just being able to talk a little bit about what he's doing down there san antonio so a big shout out to him make sure you go check his shit out because i'm his his work's impressive his grind's impressive and like i said he's got a youtube as well and you know go check his videos out and there go support a boy who supports our channel as well Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to catch up on anything else that I'm doing, you know where to go on Instagram at across the underscore pond. You know, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. We don't use Twitter so much. Uh, we even on TikTok, uh, but you need to go check us out on Instagram. That is the main place to be if you want to keep up with the podcast and all sports news surrounding the NFL and college, etc. cetera. Uh, that's the place to be. Thank you so much again for listening. If you can, share it around, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. And I will see you in the next one with a banger. And I'm telling you a banger from a very special guest. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. You do not want to miss it. You do want You don't. I'm telling you now, you don't want to miss it. I'll see you in that next episode because you are going to be there. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'll see you next time.